Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We aren't supposed to feel happy and positive all the time. In fact, it's bad for your brain, it's bad for your mind, and it's bad for your body, and it's bad for your relationships. We're supposed to have a more balanced life. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. I'm your host, and this is Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. Welcome to this podcast, and today I'm going to talk about why toxic positivity, which is all over the place, you can find out lots about toxic positivity, why being positive all the time is actually really harmful and bad for your mental health and bad for your brain, bad for your body, bad for your mind, bad for your psychoneurobiological network. Well, too much positivity is toxic because it, one of the main reasons it can harm people who are going through difficult times. So if people are going through a difficult time and they, and they, they need to process it, how many times have you heard me, you listen to me and other people, great therapists and dis- don't even have to be a therapist. Logically, we say to each other, you not, not everything's going to be great all the time. It's okay to go through this. You know, it's okay to cry. Allow yourself to cry. You know, we, we know that instinctively that it's not going, you know, when you're going through a difficult time, you need to process that. You need, you, you don't want to be happy when something is bad that's going on in your life. You, you need to be allowed to process it without feeling guilt. And, this whole thing of being positive all the time and you've got to just take that and immediately say something positive is completely unrealistic and completely unbalanced. And people feel guilty when they don't feel positive all the time. You know, there's so many environments that I've been in where I have done keynote addresses and people come up to me at the book table and just say that, oh, they feel such a relief, like these chains have dropped when I've said that, you know, hey, listen, it's actually harmful to our mental health, to our brain to our psychoneurobiological networks when you try and be feel positive all the time. And I don't teach positive thinking. I don't believe in teaching positive thinking because it's not healthy for the mind and the brain. I teach what I teach and what I research, which is what I teach and what I did in my practice, is to help people to recognize where they're at, process through that, and then reconceptualize that. And that doesn't mean that's certainly not just taking a positive thought and slapping it on something that's negative or slapping it on that something that's you know, in a band-aid fashion. It's kind of just think the positive thought, but then you don't deal with the issue. It doesn't work. It creates so much cognitive dissonance in your mind, which creates so much disruption to the networks of your mind, brain, and body. It actually causes inflammation in the brain. And where there's inflammation, there's vulnerability to disease. So that is a, quite a heavy statement. Some nights it takes me a long time to fall asleep and the more stressed out I get about being exhausted the next day the worse it gets as you've probably experienced. It's so frustrating especially when I'm traveling for work and have a full day planned ahead and it especially seems to happen in those circumstances. But ever since I started adding magnesium breakthrough to my nightly mind management routine I've been able to quiet my mind and sleep better. It really has made the world of difference. It is estimated that over 75% of the population is magnesium deficient. And what most people don't know is that even if they're taking a magnesium supplement, they're still deficient because they're not getting all seven forms. 
Magnesium Breakthrough is the ultimate way to give your body all seven forms in one supplement. Unlike other magnesium supplements that might be giving you one to two forms of magnesium, Magnesium Breakthrough contains all seven forms of magnesium designed to help calm your mind and help you fall asleep, stay asleep and wake up refreshed. And not only does Magnesium Breakthrough help you sleep better, it also helps calm your mind and allows you to feel grounded and relaxed during the day and especially before bed. In addition to experiencing relaxed sleep, Magnesium Breakthrough also helps support digestion, muscle recovery and healthy bone density. So don't miss out on the most relaxing sleep ever with Magnesium Breakthrough. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to biooptimizers.com forward slash Dr. Leaf and use the promo code Dr. Leaf 10 during check- checkout to save 10%. That's biooptimizers.com forward slash Dr. Leaf with the promo code Dr. Leaf 10 during checkout to save 10%. The link and details will be in the show notes. So rather than what also happens is if one is toxically positive all the time, it tends to but I've said, what I've said here in my notes is it tends to stop sh- a, a person sharing genuine human emotions. You know, you've got to be positive all the time. So let's say something bad happens and someone turns around and says, oh, you know, there's a good side to that, that they always just want to give you the positive before you've processed that. You don't get a genuine, it stops a good, deep, genuine interaction and sharing of emotions and empathy building. And you, you don't feel, and it's happened to me and I'm sure it's happened to you, and you don't feel like you're getting that unconditional support that we as humans just need. You know, when we go into tough times, we, we, we need that unconditional support. I'm telling you what you really know. So like telling someone to be positive in the midst of that is kind of lacking in empathy and, you know, it blocks that beautiful, deep, meaningful, genuine human empathic connections that we, that we need to have. And it can invalidate what someone's going through. Also, if we constantly just slap on a positive emotion, you don't grow as a human. You're not because you're not going through anything. Growth requires, it's hard. It, it requires going through hard stuff. It requires learning from your mistakes and all those things that we also know. So if you're going to just constantly slap on the positive thing, it's going to affect how you grow and mature and develop your character. So thinking things also as that, that things, thinking constantly you know, that's got to be positive and slapping on, you know, the toxic positivity thing also tends to lead to the avoidance of, pa- of facing the painful stuff. The only way you're going to get through the painful stuff is, to, you know, is to, is to feel it. You, you have to acknowledge it and process it. You have to embrace process and reconceptualize. So being toxically positive, you don't embrace process and reconceptualize. And that basically keeps the toxicity in your network. And that becomes this driving force creates the inflammation in the brain because the brain is saying, hey, there's something toxic here. And the brain doesn't, the brain's immune system doesn't distinguish between a psychological pain and a physical pain because it's still proteins that are folded incorrectly with imbalanced chemicals and so on. So the immune system will then see this, will, will basically see this as an invasion and will send out immune factors to create inflammation. And if the, if the whole idea of the immune system is to do that in order for the the body to the various different parts of the body, as well as the psychological hurts to be healed through work, through time, through doing the work over time. And then from there, the inflammation then will, will go away. But if you don't, if you just suppress it, it doesn't go away. So then you get a hyperimmune response and that then can have, has a down, down, would affect on pretty much all the systems of your body. And that's how our vulnerability to disease, to lifestyle diseases can increase over time if we don't deal with that. So being toxically positive increases your vulnerability over time to disease. So 
Also, in the same vein, being toxically positive is also denies us the ability to face challenging feelings as an opportunity that can ultimately lead to growth and deeper insight, which I basically said, which is a great loss to our self-development and towards being a decent human. We need to really look at those challenging feelings and grow through them. So to a mature, developing human, which is a constant ongoing life process, can be inhibited by being toxically positive all the time. Additionally, thinking positive all the time and not expecting bad things to happen is going to set you up for failure. So when things do, which they will, bad things do happen, you've got no resilience. You've masked your resilience. And that's another major thing, that toxic positivity or expecting things to be happy and positive all the time. It suppresses your natural resilience. And so it's not that resilience is not, which is naturally part of us, is not exercise. So when something does happen, you you can break, you know, you break more easily. Instead of bending like those tall reeds in the wind that bend, it's brittle and, and breaks. And then there's a lot of more, it's more difficult to repair a break than it is a bend, if that makes any sense. So, you know, being positive all the time just doesn't prepare you for the realities of life. And, you know, that's not, you know, not good. It's really is, it's that probability possibility thing that I've spoken about in a few podcasts. It's kind of the hope for the best, see the possibilities. That's the hope for the best. But the probabilities are, you know, let's plan for what could potentially be worse than that. Let's put all these probabilities in place. We still got that possibility. The, 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 we're hoping for the best, but you know, these are the things that could go wrong, which is much better for your resilience, your mental health, your mind and body connection. It's realistic. It aligns the sucker neurobiology more effectively and so on. Another reason why there's such a strong kind of toxic positivity movement, I believe, is because that we, we have an incorrect mental health philosophy. And I speak, I've spoken a lot about this. That this thing that as soon as you feel uncomfortable or bad, you've got to suppress that feeling. You've got to kind of get rid of it. It's got to go. It's bad. It's a symptom of a disease. And instead of embracing, processing, and reconceptualizing, there's this suppression thing, which is really not good. And also, it leads to looking at yourself differently. If you are told that you're not positive, oh, there's something wrong with you. I've done a podcast on this as well in more depth, which you can go listen to. But if, you know, me being Anxious doesn't mean you're mentally ill or broken. Being not being being not being positive, being maybe a little bit negative, doesn't mean that it's a symptom of a disease. You're not broken. So you know there's this tendency to pathologize and medicalize misery instead of facing and processing. And it's never a good idea. Research shows our gut instinct knows this. I've done this work for years. This need when we live in a toxically positive environment that's always wanting to get rid of things that make us feel uncomfortable then there's always this need to look for ways to suppress instead of sit with and go through the uncomfortable things. So it's that band-aid quick fix approach, which we all, you, I'm not saying something you haven't already thought about or heard, but it's good to be reminded that you really, we, we, we mustn't look to suppress. We need to learn to sit with. We need to learn to be able to live with ourselves. Can you sit with your stuff? Can you look at, can you live with yourself? Can you grieve? Still living with yourself and not trying to do something to distract yourself or throw a band-aid positive word on top. Also, our consumerism society we live in often promotes the idea that purchasing certain products or experiences will lead to the avoidance of pain. You know, there's a lot of that in the self-help and mental health and biohacking sort of approaches now where it's if I have that device, that gadget, that external thing, it's going to get rid of the pain. Sure, it may take off some of the feelings, it may make things a little easier, but it's not fixing the problem. That it's, it's, it's a quick fix once again. We need to work through our stuff. We need to embrace, 
process and reconceptualize. That's mind management. So we don't want to, you know, if that's the constant zeitgeist, if that's the constant messaging which we get in our society, then it kind of encourages sort of the thinking of you've got to be positive, you've got to flee from difficulties, you've got to desire a life that's free from any difficulties, and that's not realistic. That doesn't make you a very nice human to try and desire that kind of thing. There's, so it creates unrealistic expectations. It creates mental health issues. It creates inauthenticity, and it, it creates overlooked growth opportunities. So just very quickly, so when we have this toxic positivity, we're going to have unrealistic expectations, which I've already referenced. So this is the obsession with constant positivity, creating unrealistic expectations that lead to disappointment when it when reality doesn't meet these, these, these expectations. If you're like me, you tend to set really big goals for the coming year. But sometimes the simplest changes are the most impactful. Take OneSkin's two-step approach to healthier skin, for example. See, their products are powered by a scientifically proven peptide called OS1 that targets lines and wrinkles right where they start, in your cells. This isn't just another skincare routine, it's real science breakthrough. In fact, OS1 is the first of its kind to actually turn back the clock. Instead of just masking the signs of aging, with their full line of face, eye, body, sun and travel size products, OneSkin doesn't only promise healthier skin, they prove it, and I'm all in. Indeed, alongside my mind management routine, OneSkin's products have become an essential part of my daily wellness. I especially love the OS101 Eye Topical Supplement, which has dramatically improved the wrinkles and bags around my eyes, giving me a more refreshed and youthful glow as I go about my day. Treating the symptoms rather than the root causes of aging has long been the norm in skincare. Most products available on the market are designed to provide a temporary reduction in visible signs of aging, addressing just the surface symptoms of an underlying decline in skin health. But one skin truly is different. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by a third-party research organization, the OS01 face product was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One skin is truly the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code DrLeaf at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code DrLeaf. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. New Year, healthier skin. That's one skin. The link and details will be in the show notes. In terms of toxic positivity and mental health issues, the, pre the pressure to maintain a facade of happiness and perfection can contribute to mental health issues. So to maintain a facade that I'm okay, it's fine. I mean, not if someone's feeling down, you've got to hide it. You know, you've got to pretend and say something positive or say some whatever uplifting thing. It, it's stealing from people. It's, it's stealing a growth from people. It's, and it, and it creates boomerangs back and actually creates more anxiety and depression. So, because people are, are compelled to sort of hide their struggles and vulnerabilities, and that doesn't make them go away, that makes them bigger. And it's, and kind of invades like a virus the rest of their, their life issues. Inauthenticity will come from toxic positivity, constantly the, uh, uh, pursuing the appearance of 
you know, I'm positive, I'm healthy, I've got this under control. It leads to inauthenticity, as I mentioned. It, it invalidates other people when they're going through some things. People may hide their true feelings and experiences to conform to societal norms. So people are hiding stuff just to conform to maybe some kind of belief system that you're in, some sort of, you know, maybe religious or whatever environment where you can't talk about or family environment where there's a culture of has been created where you can't talk about the negative. You're only allowed to talk about the positive. It's just not normal or healthy to do that. And then it's an overlooked growth opportunity, as I've already mentioned. Challenges and adversity, as we know, they are part of the personal growth. They're that how the pearl forms in the, you know, the, the oyster for, uh, in the oyster shell. The obsession with constant positivity can lead to missed opportunity. So the obsession with constant positivity will lead to missed opportunities. You're going to miss opportunities for tremendous growth in you as a person that will make you happier in the long run. So it kind of steals your happiness. So we've got to have a balanced perspective. It's essential to recognize that, as we know, I'm just going to tell you what you know. Life is ups and downs. Allow yourself to have both. It's good to have both. A balanced perspective acknowledges the hardships, the setbacks, the negative emotions, and are a natural part of the human experience. So striving to be positive is, you know, it's, I don't even want to say it's admirable. It is, I would say that striving to be positive is in, in realism is actually our goal should not to be strive to be positive. It should, we should strive to actually see and embrace anything that gives us an opportunity for growth. So anything that's where we are told to be toxically positive and to be, or if something happens to you and someone says, Hey, you know, see the positive side or whatever, just say, Hey, I need the time to actually embrace this and process it and reconceptualize it. And if some positive statement comes out of that process, then sure, I will, uh, you know, I will focus on that positive, but I'm going to embrace process and reconceptualize all the probabilities with the hope of a healthy outcome. And you know, that's kind of how I approach life and how I help my patients approach life. And if you look at the science, that is that creates a much healthier psychoneurobiological network. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. If you have, please like, subscribe, share with friends and family. And remember to join me next week again for some more tips on how to help you manage your mind. Thanks for joining me. See you soon. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline E. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual 
medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.